put a puzzle together that didn't have edge pieces? I haven't, and I wouldn't want to. Regardless of the size of the puzzle I'm working on, I always start by sorting the pieces, separating the straight edge ones from all the middle pieces, and then putting the frame together. Once the frame is in place, I have a container for all my middle pieces. I have no idea how they're all going to fit together yet, but I know both the shape and size of the puzzle. The puzzle won't make any sense to me until I have that frame in place. The same goes with your story. Regardless of your genre, format, or length, every story has the same basic structure. So before you write a word, create a character, consider your setting, or outline your plot, you must understand that structure. I didn't understand it when I wrote my first novel right out of college, and that first draft was a disaster. The second and third drafts were pretty bad as well, and the fourth draft finally was halfway decent. But then I learned how to build a story the right way, and the three fantasy novels I've written since are much better than that first novel as a result of understanding story structure. Most teachers and writers explain this structure using story examples from popular novels or movies. That's helpful and fun and interesting, but I like to be a little different. I also like to run, and a few weeks ago while running a seven-mile race around a lake, I realized how much a race is similar to the three-step story structure. So in today's episode, I'm going to use the example of a seven-mile race to explain the simple three-act structure every story needs. Let's dig in! Greetings, fiction-loving friend! Do you find yourself up late at night reading stories like the Wingfeather Saga, creating your own fantasy world, or dreaming about dragons? Are you bursting with story ideas but are scared to share what you write? Do you wonder if you have what it takes to be a published author? Then welcome to Published Before College, the podcast with short and snazzy shows that teach creative kids how to think like an author, craft captivating stories, and take ownership of the publishing process. I'm your host, D.K. Drake, author of the Dragonstalker Bloodline Saga. Once upon a time, I was a kid with a wild imagination and creative soul, but it wasn't until long after college that I learned how to use my God-given strength of storytelling to write novels and publish them through my own publishing company. Now I want to help you write and publish your novels before you even step foot on a college campus. Adventure awaits, so ignite your imagination, latch onto that dragon swooping overhead, and let the storytelling quest begin. It's time to play in our own fabulous fantasy worlds. Why does your story need structure? If you have fun ideas for cool action scenes, why can't you just start writing? Well, you can, but you'll likely end up with a convoluted and confusing mess of people doing things that don't make sense. You want to entertain readers, not confuse them. You want to keep them turning pages, not bore them with unnecessary tangents that don't fit inside your framework. That's why your story needs a structure. In the same way a puzzle has end pieces that form a frame for the picture, and the way a race has a defined start and finish, a designated course, and mile markers, every story needs a beginning, a middle, and an end. This three-step structure is also commonly referred to as Act 1, Act 2, and Act 3. In future episodes, we'll go into more detail about the specific steps that need to happen in each part, but for today's purposes, we're going to look at the big picture view. The first thing you need to understand is that all acts are not equal in length. The middle is the longest section, and the beginning and end are roughly the same length. In likening it to the seven-mile race, the beginning would be about the first two miles, the middle miles three through five, and the end would be miles six and seven. The job of the beginning of your story is to set up the rest of your story. That means you need to show your main character, or protagonist, in his normal everyday environment. What does a regular day look like for him? Who are his core group of friends? Who or what is the enemy? What's his big goal? And what is standing in his way? 
Personally, I like to read books that start with a bang. I thus like to write books that start with action. This is where the analogy of a race comes in so well. When you're at the start line of a race, you're stuck in this big crowd of people who can't move until the gun sounds. Once that bang cuts through the air, everyone takes off. No matter how many times I tell myself to take it easy out of the start so I don't run out of gas in the middle or end, I always sprint out of the starting gate at a much faster pace than I'm, cap than I'm capable of maintaining for the duration of the race. Which is exhilarating! I love starting strong and feeling fast and feeding off the high-intensity energy of everyone around me who is also sprinting out of the starting gate. Inevitably, though, I begin to scale back the pace, get my bearings, soak in the environment, settle into the course and the other runners around me. The same thing should happen in your story. Start with a bang by showing your character in the midst of an action sequence, then slow it down a little to give your readers a feel for who your people are, the challenge your main person is facing, and the big goal your person is aiming for. But comfort in the world of storytelling is boring. You have to make your character's life extremely uncomfortable and riddled with conflict or they won't learn anything and change by the end of the story. So Act 1, or the setup, should only take about the first 20% of your entire story. Once you've completed the setup, it's time to turn your character's world upside down and transition to Act 2. You do this with a turning point. A turning point is a decision your character has to make. Will he accept the challenge related to the big goal or turn back? Of course he's going to accept the challenge or you won't have much of a story, but it's fun throwing this challenge in front of your character and writing through the decision-making process. That brings us back to the race analogy. The first two miles are all about starting strong and settling into the course by finding your pace. In other words, the setup. But as you approach mile two, a big boulder tumbles into your path. You thus can't continue on the same normal, ordinary course, and you notice when you look behind you that the path you just came from has disappeared. The only way forward is a trail into a dark forest on your right. What do you do? Take the unknown path or stand there paralyzed in fear? Hopefully your sense of adventure kicks in and you choose the trail on your right. So back to our story. You've gotten off to a strong start, set up your people and their problems inside their ordinary world, then thrown a boulder in their path. Now they have to divert to an unexpected, unfamiliar path. But as the writer, you've had this course planned all along. Your character and readers had no idea that boulder would be there. Now we're in the middle of the story and the race. This is the path that will challenge and change your character. Using the analogy of a race, he'll have to climb hills, fall into pits, power through hailstorms, endure twists and turns and tunnels, meet people that will help or hinder his progress, and conquer, conquer obstacles that seem impossible to overcome. This is the part of the story where it's easiest to get lost as a writer, which is why you must remember your course map and mile markers and the finish line you're heading toward. You can take detours or even adjust the course along the way if you discover a different route to the finish line is more interesting, but stay focused on those major mile markers to keep that forward momentum. All right, so you've journeyed through the middle miles of the race and are approaching mile five. What do you think needs to happen between acts two and three, or as you cross the line from mile five to six? That's right, another turning point. Although you've conquered some challenges already, you feel tired and weak and thirsty and beaten by the time you get to mile five. As the runner in a race, you've hit that wall and you're at your lowest point. And your character is at his lowest point. He feels defeated and unsure if he will ever reach his goal. So you have to throw another boulder in his path that gets his attention and forces him to rise and climb toward the ultimate challenge. In terms of our race, that ultimate obstacle is the steepest of steep hills. Will you get to the top before the competition? If you fall, will you get up in time to win? How will you be able to force yourself to get up at all? 
in this final section of the story, all the pieces of your puzzle are snapping into place and your picture is almost complete. But there is that one final obstacle your character has to face and conquer in order to transform and learn the lesson he needs to learn to become a better, stronger, more compassionate person. That transformation point is the climax of your story, the action sequence that everything has been building up to from the start. But even though you made it to the top of the hill, the race isn't quite over. You still have to coast down the hill and cross that finish line. The same goes in your story. Once that final obstacle is conquered, you need to bring your person back to that place of peace and show who he is now as a transformed person in his new normal world. You do that by ending the story in the same place you started, just like you finish a race in the same place it starts. But you're not that same person that sprinted out of the starting line. You're stronger, tougher, wiser, and more courageous now than at the start because of the journey you just endured throughout those seven miles. Your character crosses the finish line of your story as a different person because of all the trials he faced and overcame along the course of the story. And your reader then is able to put down your story, having learned she too is capable of changing for the better, the way your character was able to change. Alright, so to wrap up, every story needs a beginning, a middle, and an end. The beginning sets up the story, the middle is riddled with conflict that challenges your character, and all the plot points converge in the end to help your character transform and bring resolution to your story. Just like you wouldn't run a race without a predetermined course, don't write a story without a well-defined beginning, middle, and end. Now I have a challenge for you. The next time you read a book or watch a movie, look for the structure. See if you can recognize the turning points that transition the character from beginning to middle and from middle to end. When I'm watching a two-hour movie, I know the first turning point will come around the 20-minute mark and the second turning point will come around the 90-minute mark. If it's a 90-minute movie, those turning points will come between the first 15 to 20 minutes and then again between minutes 60 to 65. My books in the Dragonstalker Bloodline Saga follow this structure, so I dare you to snag the books on Amazon and try to figure out where the beginning transitions to the middle and where the middle transitions to the end. Then come post your answers in the Facebook group linked in the show notes. Whether you read my books or not, start looking for this simple structure in every book you read and movie you watch from this point forward. Then apply this structure to your own stories. Happy writing! If you enjoyed today's episode, the best way you can thank me is by leaving a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will it help me know what you're thinking, but it will also help others on a quest to write a novel discover the show. After you leave that review, I invite you to click on over to authordkdrake.com. There you can become a DK Drake Insider, secure your free starter library, and access all the books from the Dragonstalker Bloodline Saga that are available for sale on Amazon. In the meantime, I dare you not to dream of dragons tonight.